Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Breathtaking football. That's what Maryland does. This is Dirt and Spray. Are you a big man? Pop, I'm talking to you. What? You wake up in the morning, you start putting on my big boy pants. Put a little jacket, you go. You take your lunch because you got big boy pants on. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. I can say big loud things. I can be demonstrative. This is how you conduct yourself in a democracy. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. They want to look to the future, we've got to tear down the past. Babe Ruth was nothing more than a fat old man with little girl legs. The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here. Bright and early. Good morning, you sickos and psychos. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. Thank you for waking up and making us a part of your day. Uh, we have a loaded first hour of the show, and we got a loaded second hour of the show, and we're going to kick it off with our good friend Adam Rittenberg of ESPN.com. He's got some great pieces up, uh, parsing out the UCLA situation, Deshaun Foster, the new coach, grading hires. He went through that. Oregon State obviously included in that with Jonathan Smith leaving. And we wanted to pick his brain on just the nature of the beast that is college football now. Uh, he's on Twitter, at Rittenberg ESPN. Adam, good morning. Thanks for hopping on with us. Uh, we always appreciate the time. How is, how is navigating the waters of college football, transfer portal, coaching moves, expanded playoff, future models of playoff, new inked deal with the media rights for the playoff? How is all of this just... How has it changed your life a little bit, the way it's, as a business, the sport has grown? Right. Good morning, guys. Yeah, it's obviously, there's not much of an offseason anymore. There's a lot more interest in the sport year-round. There were periods of the year when I started out where college football was really off the radar, and I don't think it is certainly as much for the diehards, but even the casual fans. You know, uh, you mentioned the playoff and where that lands. Uh, looks like it's going to be a 5-7 and seven model. Uh, the media rights deal, obviously, is, a, is something that will get some attention. And then the coaching moves. Um, you know, this has been the, maybe the longest uh, coaching carousel that I can remember, 30 jobs total. And, uh, and now it's seemingly over with Deshaun Foster, but we'll see. You never know. Um, and, and obviously the portal has changed it a lot. So, thankfully, we have a big staff, and, you know, I don't have to do it all, but um, it is a, uh, definitely a, a different type of February than when I first started here. I really I went through a lot of the grading of the coaching hires uh, that you and uh, that you put together, and I, I went through your grade of of uh, Trent Bray here. You said I should have viewed Bray. 
I should have viewed Bray as a strong candidate to replace Smith right away, given Bray's deep roots with the program, his ability to maintain uh, continuity, and his popularity with Oregon State fans. He'll be a first-time head coach at a very uh, delicate time in program's history. Uh, Kind of a pseudo-Mountain West schedule for them this year. They're now in the Pac-2 with Washington State, given everything that happened to that conference. Just... Kind of elaborate on giving a B-plus grade to Trent Bray, uh, a very unknown, obviously, as a first-time head coach, and what you highlight there, a very delicate time for this this program's position with conference and, and future kind of questioning. Yeah, I think a lot of the hires fell under this um, umbrella, in a sense, that it really was about the context, and nothing against others who do coaching grades, but I see, I see some of the grades, and I'm like, are you really putting this into the like this situation given what's going on at this time with this program? So like normally I don't know if I would have given a B plus for that grade, but you know given the fact that Oregon State is uh, you know it was a time where the portal was was uh, was opening and key players were leaving and I just felt like they needed to get this thing stabilized. Um, I, I think he's a guy that has the chance to do that given how he's regarded and, and obviously his devotion to the program. So you know, how he'll be as a head coach is certain, certainly a mystery, similar to Deshaun Foster at UCLA. You're taking over in mid-February. is a very unusual time to be, uh, be elevated into a head coaching position for the first time. But, I, I, you know, again, I think that um, he was certainly someone who uh, represent, or re- resonated with the fans and the, and the players, and that's not the only reason you make a hire. But I think uh, given where Oregon State is headed – uh, they needed some sense of continuity and stability um, rather than, you know, kind of uh, ripping it up and starting over again. I think that would have been a hard thing to have happen to the program after everything that did happen, uh, you know, in, in the season, rising as high as they did, uh, losing those last two games, how, how they did, obviously Jonathan Smith's departure, and then losing guys into the portal. That, that would have been a very hard thing to do a full reset on. Adam Rittenberg, ESPN, college football national reporter. Our guest here has got some great articles at ESPN.com. Go to their college football section. You'll see a bunch of them. He does great work. He's a good friend of the show, longtime friend of the show. Uh, Obviously, for Kirk Schultz, Washington State, and Oregon State, the 5 plus 7 model is best for them. They're going to fight like hell. You kind of mentioned it there. Is it the best model for the sport? Do you think they should just agree to this and, and be done with this conversation for a little bit? Well, I think it's important to have some resolution. Um, it's just funny. I was thinking back to uh, the always extended deadlines to get the model in place. I and mean, we kept hearing, well, if they don't decide by this meeting, there's no chance that they're going to have it ready in time. And then lo and behold, they have it ready in time. So, you know, again, I, I, I scoff a little bit about, well, we got to get this thing done. But I, I do think that there's you know, urgency here and um, you know, certainly it makes sense for those two schools, but I, my, my whole thing with the playoff model is just inclusivity. Uh, that was the problem with the 14 playoff. It wasn't a bad system in determining the best team in the country, but it was a bad system in excluding leagues and in some cases entire regions of the country. So, um, you know, I get it. The Big Ten and the SEC want to fill most of those spots, and they have teams that are capable of doing that, but I think this thing needs to at least have pathways for um, for others and other conferences, including obviously Washington State and Oregon State, given their unique situation. Adam, do you think everybody that's not an SEC or Big Ten fan should be nervous by them teaming up together and kind of excluding 
the Big 12, the ACC. I know the Pac-2 is fighting for, you know, to just stay in this conversation and for a seat at the table. Do you think the rest of the college football world should be nervous by them? Because they've had, I think it was Tony Petiti that said he kind of likes the 16-team playoff. Obviously, he wants that, and the SEC would want that for more of their teams to be in it. Should, should the world of college football be nervous that those two are exclusively working together? Or how, what is your just read on, on the partnership that they've kind of created with this? Yeah, it's definitely notable. I'm actually going to visit with Tony this morning, so I'll have a better answer for you later. But, you know, he, he, he definitely um, – uh, and, and Greg Sankey, the fact that they are working together is notable because for years, you know, these two conferences were rivals, even though there was uh, times where they, they had strong working relationships. I don't think that was the case as much with Greg Sankey and Kevin Warren. They were just very different. As Kevin said, they saw the world differently. And I think these two commissioners, Sankey and Petiti, are, are more aligned. Um, you know, there's certainly the, the backdrop and the drumbeat that, you know, this sport is eventually going to go to a you know, super league-like model where, you know, there'll be a, a, a group of, 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 you know, 35, 40, 25, 60, anywhere in, in that range. And, you know, these two leagues are obviously going to be populating whatever that is more than any other. So, I think that would be the long-term concern. I, you know, I think Brett Yormark said this the other day, though, as a, you know, the Big 12 commissioner, as, as long as the communication lines are open as much as possible in a sport where oftentimes people get surprised by big news, um, then I think it's okay for those leagues. But I, I would be certainly a little concerned because, again, these two have gone from rivals to at least having this partnership and talking about some of the bigger issues in the sport. Uh, Adam Rittenberg, ESPN, is our guest here on his way to go talk to the Big Ten Commissioner, Tony Petiti. So uh, I can't wait to see what the information you're going to provide us on on Twitter and ESPN.com or whatever you end up getting out of that. Sit down with him. Uh, if I had to ask you, you did new coaching higher grades. Washington's obviously on this. Alabama's obviously on this. Which coach will be lo- what, lasting longer at their new job, Kalen DeBoer or Jed Fish? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, history history would say Kalen DeBoer. Um, you know, Jed Fish, you know, has been a job hopper or maybe by necessity has moved around a heck of a lot in his career as an assistant. And then now, um, you know, with his first move coming just three years at Arizona, where he did a great job in the end, but then moved to uh, Washington. Um, you know, again, I, I think Kalen's in it for the long haul if they'll have him. It's obviously going to be a very difficult situation to replace Nick Saban. The expectations are off the charts even right away. And, um, you know, if they miss the 14 playoff a couple of times, then he could be in trouble. But, you know, I, I think that's a little bit more of a destination job for Kalen DeBoer than Washington is for Jed Fish. Now, maybe Jed will surprise us, and that'll be a place he stays for, you know, seven, eight, ten years. But his history and track record says that he'll be moving on relatively soon. And, you know, one job that people are already talking about, and I don't think it would happen this quick, is is Florida. That's where Jed Fish is from. or Sorry, that's where he went to college, has roots in that state, worked there as an NFL assistant. I think he was at Miami at one point. So, you know, there's a good chance that job comes open in the next couple of years. What does Jed Fish do at that point? We talked to your colleague uh, about a half hour ago or so, Bill Conley. His SP Plus numbers have come out for 2024, and I, I, I understand I'm asking you this on Valentine's Day. We have a lot of football practices to get through to even get to a season. If, if, if teams are healthy, let's just give that caveat. Who do you like better in the Big Ten to win it? Do you like Michigan, Ohio State, or Oregon? 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, what's, and it's weird to say this because they just won the national championship, but the Michigan would be a third in that in, in that in that order, and maybe a distant third, just because of all the transition that they've gone through, both with their roster and their coaching staff. I have no idea who would be the quarterback in Michigan. I know that Dylan Gabriel is going to be the quarterback at Oregon, and that uh, you know uh, Will Howard most likely will be the quarterback at Ohio State. Although they have a very uh, crowded and talented quarterback room that Chip Kelly is now overseeing along with Ryan Day. So I, I think to me it's between Ohio State and, uh, and Oregon, um, and both teams have been really aggressive in the NIL space and the transfer portal and building up their rosters to compete for, for a championship. Um, you'll probably give Ohio State a little bit of an edge just because they've been in the Big Ten. They know what uh, it's like to go through it in this conference. As history shows, it's hard to move conferences and have success right away. But that's certainly the goal for Dan Lanning and that staff at Oregon, you know, with, with the team that they have coming back. And they have a lot of motivation uh, having, uh, you know, lost the key games that have kept them out of the playoff and out of the Pac-12 uh, championship. So I think for both teams, it would be a massive disappointment to miss the playoff. Who's going to win the Big Ten? Um, you know, it, it could come down to, you know, them playing one another, which would certainly be a, a must-see game around the college football map. Uh, Adam, I'll get you out of here, man, because I, I know you're super busy today, and we do uh, greatly appreciate the time. I'll get you out of here with this. Just This is just your thought. You've been covering college football for a long time. We are living in the evolution. I know it's really weird because it's growing, and they're getting more viewers every year. It's the second biggest sport in North, in you know, in America. It, it just is. They get the, the second most eyeballs uh, just only to the NFL do you like where the sport is right now, personally? Just your thoughts, not what people have told you, just your opinion covering the sport. Do you like where the sport is? Well, I certainly like that the popularity continues to go up. That's a good thing for someone working on it. But I, I would say that um, they're, they're, the personnel situation is, is sort of untenable. I, I don't think that you can go forward year after year having you know this extended period of personnel movement. I'm not against... Uh, personnel movement. I'm not against players having the right to take control of their futures. Uh, I do think that there would be ben benefits, uh, certainly for the teams and maybe for the players, to go to a full-blown employment model where you have contracts. Um, I, I think it would allow the players a sense of security. It would certainly allow the coaches a uh, uh, an idea of what their teams are going to look like year to year. But if you're going to if you're going to keep it the way it is, you you, you can't. Re I don't think you can have a system honestly where you're going until June 1st or later until you know what your team looks like. That just doesn't exist in any other sport with such a short lead up to the season. In college basketball, because of when it ends, you have a lot of your movement that takes place after the academic year. That's not the case in college football. You need to have your team ready to go, um, I think, earlier than June 1st, ideally uh, you know, by, by spring. You need to know what you have. And I think right now it's very, very difficult uh, because there, there's just so much movement and uncertainty. I mean, Michigan, I don't know who's going to be their quarterback. I, I, you could say that for a few teams uh, because there's going to be more movement in the spring portal. Good stuff. Adam Rentberg, ESPN, ESPN.com, on his way to go talk to the Big Ten commissioner as this sport continues to the landscape of it, shift and move around. We'll see what happens. Five plus seven model seems like that's the way they're going with the expanded playoff. ESPN, his company, inking the new media rights deal for the playoff. Find Adam Rittenberg on, on uh, Twitter and ESPN.com. Adam, thanks so much for the time, man. Enjoy the rest of your Valentine's Day and the conversation with Tony Petiti. 
Okay, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. All right. There we go. Great stuff from our good friend Adam Rittenberg of ESPN.com on just where the sport of college football is in general. Something Conley said and something uh, Rittenberg said. I want to talk about it next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Had a uh, a text from somebody that said, sports are always evolving, and I'm sure I'm showing my age, but as a lifetime basketball junkie, I can't help but remember when the Eurostep was once upon a time known as traveling. Yes. <laughs> The Euro step. The Euro step. I still see it done sometimes, and I'm like, okay, well. That didn't look right. That didn't look right, but, you know, he got that shot off, I guess. Uh, we'll get to NFL Zigger Zag coming up here at the bottom of the hour. A couple audio clips in the old Zigger Zag. Uh, I will not be getting to more overtime, knowing the rules, taking the football conversation. I've about had it and been exhausted by it. Yeah, I, don't I know find it odd that that's the biggest takeaway from the game is the team lost because they didn't know if they needed to score a touchdown. Breaking news. They were trying to score a touchdown. They were trying to score a touchdown anyway. The, also, only, the only thing that becomes an issue is if they decided to go for two or not. That's, that's sure, the issue. Sure. You they can, were trying yeah. to score a touchdown. Yeah, As I noted on Monday, and somehow this dragged into Tuesday as conversation for people, the guy who caught the game-winning touchdown didn't even know the game was over. But Andy Reid's so much better. So odd to me. Uh, we'll get to NFL Zigger Zag coming up. Statter story at 815. Got some NBA odds and ends to get to. Shaq had his jersey retired for the third time. And there's a LeBron story. I'll just bring it up. Uh, we'll get to it at some point. Maybe. <laughs> it didn't happen, so I... ESPN spending an hour on the topic, the but okay. ultimate non-news news. Uh, interesting. I love the SP+. Plus. I Actually, I love all of this stuff because what it does is college football goes away. We take a month off after the season for whatever dumb reason. We then do a playoff, and then it goes away for a couple weeks, and then it's back in our live because Vegas says, this is how many wins over under we're projecting these teams, and then everybody picks it and says, oh, they're only at eight and a half. I think they win nine. And then the rankings come out, and the metrics tell us this is kind of where they stack up 
in the landscape of college football. Conley said Oregon State's going to be favored in nine of their 12 games. Yeah, but what is their strength of schedule and opponents other than Oregon in there? That that's well, Don't really they have the, the Purdue game this year? They do have Purdue. Okay. Uh, but with a, you know, do they have... How many FCS schools do they have? I don't have their schedule up right now. Uh, I think they only have the one. Now, let me see here real quick because I want to see something. I mean, they really need those Mountain West schools to be good. Well, yeah, but like if they're 10 and 2. So last year, the final rankings, there were four, they're, they're four gonna... teams that were 10 and 2 in the top 12. Okay. So does 10 and 2 with a pseudo Mountain West schedule does that get you in or I does don't. that get you out because well you played the Mountain West I think there's a ton riding on the Oregon game for them for like just in their entire season their entire season even if it's what if they I, lose a close game If to they Oregon? lose a close game I still think that helps them Okay yeah, because you're hanging with a team like Oregon, who are the metrics say they're top five they, in a lot of ways. They should be in contention to play in the Big Ten championship. I, if they're healthy, so I will be I will be shocked if we get to yeah. the Big Ten title game weekend and say Oregon's not in it. If they're healthy, I'll be stunned, and I'll be really curious to hear what Duck fan thinks about that and my co-host because I don't know what the reason would be they wouldn't be in it, given Penn State craps the bed in their biggest games. Uh, Michigan is an unknown with their new coach, and they lot of they lost a lot of they coaching lost a staff ton and personnel. Of talent off that roster. Ohio State's absolutely loaded. I think they're slightly better than Oregon. After those other teams, like who are you going to in the Big Ten? So, exactly. like, if Oregon's healthy, I don't know what the excuse is going to be if they're not in the Big Ten title game. So, I'm with you there. I just Oregon State and what they're going to try to do with Trent Bray. Adam Rittenberg grades is at a B plus. Hey, it's continuity. It's a guy that knows what it takes to win here. There's a lot of Beaver. I had a listener on Monday was like telling me they upgraded in coaching. Now, I'm not ready to go quite that far. I know we're mad at Jonathan Smith, but I watched Jonathan Smith as a head coach, and he was really damn good. I hope Trent Bray is good. I don't know how you get to the opinion that they upgraded in coaching, given you have no idea what that guy's like as a head coach. But with the pseudo Mountain West schedule swag, favored in 9 of 12. Yeah. If you can just be okay in your non-conference. I don't know why they can't find themselves right within this earshot. LSU was 13 at 9-3. and three. You're going to be right as a record, right in that kind of area, I think, for a lot of college football people. You should be. Uh, but, again, you're then you're leaving it up to the committee. And if you – and the committee is in the past. So let's say LSU loses to Alabama, Georgia, and at Tennessee. I don't know what their schedule is. And Oregon State loses to Oregon, and they lose to Boise State. Those are their two losses. Yeah, I think Boise State was one of the games he noted they might be a slight dog in because they're they're at Boise, I believe. I think so. Okay. I don't know why I Googled uh, their Oregon, schedule. Are you putting Oregon State in over a three-loss LSU? Is the, is the committee, well, not us. we know what the committee's going to exactly. do Exactly. That's my concern. Okay. Um, I just nine of twelve games. That got to leave you pretty confident, at least going into it. I know we don't know what they're going to be, but nine yeah. out of twelve being favored. They need the Mountain West to be good. Like, be was the Mountain West good enough last year? If they played in it last year, was it I don't good think enough? So okay. 
And that's the difficult thing of playing down in conference, which is yeah. why, by the way, to Rittenberg's point, he thinks the five plus seven model is going to be the one voted on. And that's what Schultz and Oregon State, because Washington State, of course, is well. They don't. This. They're not eligible for the conference championship game, so they can't get in as an automatic qualifier. They got to get in as an at-large berth, no matter what. So if there's yes. one more at-large team into the that's field, that's why they want the five seven. Here we yeah. go. And do you think that's the best model for the sport? Not just like take the Oregon stuff, Oregon State stuff, Washington State stuff away. Is that the best model for the sport? Because I listened to Josh Pate last night, our other good friend. He thinks they're going to get to 16. I think they will get to 16. And he thinks it's going to be a 5 plus 11. And you think Oregon State's breaking in over those Big Ten SEC teams? Whoa, buddy, get ready. No. If they get it to 16, I would like them to go to 6. 6 and 10? 6 and 10. 6 and 10, I think, would be fair. The problem is the conference stuff. ACC might be dying. The the Big 12, the ACC... They were excluded from the conversation and the partnership of the Big Ten and the SEC, which I think if you go back to when when USC left the Pac-12 for the Big Ten and shocked the world and changed everything, I think this show, once upon a time, said, I'd be careful now of the Big Ten and the SEC coming together to maybe break apart at some point. That's not going to happen in the near future. No, they're locked in now. I think it's eight years total. So the six-year TV extension is after these next two years. Um, so they're eight years with ESPN. They'll make close to ten billion dollars. But the thing about it, up. the thing about it, swag that sucks is you can say how many years out it is. ESPN and Fox are are kind of beholden to what the SEC and the Big Ten want. If they come together and say we want this, yeah. Those networks at this point are all in on the business of the SEC and the Big Ten. Yeah, I don't know what the new voting structure is for the college football playoff board of directors. Mm. Because before you needed a unanimous thing, which is why this has been held up, because Kirk Schultz still holds a vote. Yeah. Um, So if it's only a majority, I don't know how many. I mean, Swarbrick is still on there from Notre Dame. Somehow an athletic uh, director gets just as big a voice as an actual conference commissioner. There's a commissioner from a conference in which his football team is kind of in but not officially in, and he has as much say as the commissioner of how many of the ACC teams are there? 15 now, 14, 15. 14. Or 17, I think. Okay, whatever the number is. Whatever the new number is. It's more than one, and somehow Swarbrick is as important as a commissioner of the conferences that have that many teams. It's a We live in a really weird world of college football right now. Um, but good stuff from Conley, great stuff from Rittenberg. If you missed those interviews, go check it out at 1080 The Fan, our podcast section. Uh, coming up next, NFL Zigger Zag. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. NFL zig or zag coming up. Uh, by the way, one of the listeners, uh, I think it was the one that had said the Bray thing, said, I said they upgraded. Smith was checked out likely from week four on. Bray carried that team last year. I don't disagree that he's probably negotiating or his agent was behind the scenes early, but I, I don't know. I guess I would say, in what evidence do you have that Bray carried the team? Uh, this is a weird, it's like it, it, we're disagreeing, but like I want him to be good. I don't know where that leaves me. Uh, all right, let's get to NFL Zigger Zag. We'll get to Saturday's story coming up. College football is back, baby. It's back. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, let's start. NFL draft around the corner. Latest mock of pro football focus. Our fine friends at PFF Swag. Yes. They have your LA Superchargers mm. at number five. Taking Washington Husky Rome Adunze, while ESPN's Field Yates in his mock has him taking Joe Alt, the offensive tackle from Notre Dame. Swag zig or zag, you'd rather the Chargers take the offensive tackle instead of a receiver? Oh uh, no, I will zag. They need a receiver. They need more targets. I wouldn't if if Brock Bowers, he was originally up there he's falling for some reason i don't know why i haven't delved into it too much but no they need they need playmakers and targets for uh our boy herbert um you know he can he can take a pounding you don't want to see him continue to do that but <laughs> did you okay well it's valentine's, it's valentine's day. day if he day. is good for him um Yes, I don't like to see him having to play with broken ribs, but he needs targets down the field. He needs guys to make plays for him, uh, to force safeties and linebackers to not be coming, and that will help open up a little bit of a running game. Give me a big playmaking pass catcher. Uh, let's go to Chicago, where their president is Kevin Warren, former commissioner of the Big Ten. He went to the NFL now, and he's been the president of the Chicago Bears for about a year uh, he did an interview about the Bears draft, and he had this to say about potential trade. We're, we're in a very, very unique space and time in the Bears. I mean, you think the draft that Ryan made um, you know, last year to get D.J. Moore and then and turn that pick into drafting Darnell Wright and then Stevenson and to get you know those young guys a chance to, to play and then trade for Montez, you know, sweat, and then not only trade for him, but then extend him. Um, and so if we can replicate you know, back-to-back -back years uh, to really be smart about how we handle our draft capital this year. Uh, it could be a really special time for, you know, for the Chicago Bears. People in Chicago hearing this and kind of going, uh, you trading or zig or zag? The Bears should trade the pick if they're offered three firsts and stuff because I don't know if that'll get to four. I, three and maybe a, a second and two-thirds or whatever it is. If it gets to three or more, Bears should look to trade down. I will slightly zig. Yes, depends on what the stuff is. Let's just assume it's a couple other draft picks. Uh, no, if it's if it's three, I I I need to plug a hole with a proven player. 
You I think, want a proven player. Okay. Yeah, it's right. it, wherever you got to plug a hole. Um, but, yeah, if it gets up high enough, yeah, I'm going to deal it. But you hold out until the very last minute. I think that thing only gets more and more valuable after combines, after after pro days, especially if st- if things come in that uh, Drake May and Jaden Daniels that all of a sudden question marks about certain aspects of them come up. That only drives the price up for the number one pick. The Patriots are on the clock at number three, starting over the new coach, and many mocks have them going quarterback, including the newest one of Jaden Daniels landing in Boston. Swag zigzag, Jaden Daniels is a franchise quarterback worth taking. Lewis Riddick is loving himself some Jaden Daniels. That is so hard to say. I have no feel. I did not watch a lot of LSU games. Can I tell you a secret? Uh, yeah. NFL personnel people don't know if he's a franchise quarterback. It is it is hard to say. None of these guys know what they're doing with this. Yeah. As as smart in the sport as they are, I they think, don't even know I what they're the doing. I think the combine and pro days are most important for him. Really? Over the game tape? Throwing in shorts on the run like Zach Wilson versus I watched this guy play who did they, the Alabama I think this, game. I, I think before he two got things, uh, you know, the the difficulty that Bryce Young had and how small he looked against other NFL-sized people. There are questions about Daniel's uh, overall size and ability to hold up. Um, I, I, I think he's the most intriguing of the quarterback prospects mm. because athletically he's ridiculously gifted. Yep. Um, LSU did not perform well against top flight competition they blew out uh the cupcakes on their schedule was that an offense or defense it was problem? more of a defense thing him and malik neighbors were best friends last year yes so i'm not i'm not gonna i'm gonna zag i don't think he's okay. i don't think he's i'm not convinced he's a franchise guy just yet the 49ers lost another super bowl to the chiefs and kyle shanahan said this at his press conference yesterday when asked about the media's perception that he can't win the big one. I mean, you'd love to fix perception because I would love to win one for what I know about football and stuff. And I know if I fix perception, that means I did everything I wanted to do, which isn't fixed perception. It's win a damn Super Bowl. Um, but I also know, like, when you say big games, like, we've got to win a bunch of big games to get to Super Bowls. Um, we've won a lot of big games here. Um, we've won a lot of big games to get into playoffs. Um, the fact that we keep getting there shows you guys how many, how much we've been game, win games or big games, and I think you guys are aware of that. Um, but it's, you know, these two Super Bowls have been tough losing to Kansas City. Um, but to think that if if we win that, that means I can win a big game. No, that means our team won the Super Bowl. Um, that's what that's what I understand. You guys can have any narrative you want, but like the success or the failure. Uh, it comes down to one game, and I hope that I can be a part of a team that wins a game at the end of the year. But to say that the Niners can't win a big game would be an extremely inaccurate statement. I tend to agree with the overall philosophy. They have won big games, but the biggest of game has escaped and swag zigger zag. Shanahan will eventually break through and change the media perception, which to him means hoisting a Lombardi. I'll zig. Hmm. Yeah, though I I think they will get it done at some point because history's not on their side here. This is where teams start to kind of fall off, and I. But people said that about the last one, and they've done a pretty I think good job. Right now, the, ship. the landscape in the NFC, and it doesn't take long for it to change. It's not, but yeah, 
Packers are looming. I think they have an easier path to get back to the Super Bowl here in the next couple of years in the NFC than the Chiefs do in the A. I think the Chiefs have more. Keep saying that, but. I, I think they have more. I'm not saying they won't do it. No, I'm I just know. saying the path is tougher in the AFC for them right now than it is for the Niners in the NFC. Where I just slightly disagree on that, Packers young, Lions damn near had it, hungry, right? I don't think the Rams I'm are talking going anywhere. I'm two to three years. Seahawks new coach is a defensive guru. Like the landscape in the NFC I think is interesting, whereas like at least the Chiefs, for as hard as that might be, they have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's going to be a cheat code for them in a lot of ways. Uh, last one, Patrick Mahomes wins another title. They have three and six seasons, three and five uh, with him as quarterback. Swag with Kelsey Reed coming back and their defense mostly secured. We'll see about Chris Jones. Zig or zag, the Chiefs will three-peat. It's basically a Chiefs of the field. Yeah. I'm going to zig. I really? think so. I'm I surprised that- you didn't zag in the NFL. I, it, it's going to be hard, but we've seen hmm. that, you know, the 17-game regular season gives you a little bit more wiggle room to work your way in. We know there's Super Bowl hangovers. These guys are going to party like rock stars for a while. Um, but their, their division, now if they were in like the AFC North, Look out. You've got to be ready to go when the division games oh, yeah. start. Yep. Uh, but the Raiders are still trying to figure out what they're doing. Uh, how much does Harbaugh have to tear down before he starts building it back up? Yeah, what's the timeline on that build? Um, and who knows what the Broncos are doing? I don't have a read on the Broncos of all the teams in that division. Even the Raiders, as questionable as Pierce might be as a head coach for a full year, I don't like. Are they gonna get rid of Russ, or are they gonna bring that back? Do as you a see backup? Kansas City I, going less than five and one in their division? Oh, I mean, I don't know how you don't take Kansas City win the division next year. Now, okay, so yeah, I yeah, we'll see what Har- Harbaugh with Herbert year one, even with the slight rebuild. I'm still real interested, and Denver, I don't know. But I think and, they uh, I think well, they won't have to go on the road for two games next year. They might have to go on the road for the title game. They did I, that this year. But they they, then Buffalo. they went to Buffalo. They, yeah, they, they Buffalo had two road games. I'm saying I don't think they'll have to play two road games in the playoffs. Why do you think they won their division they still had to do that? Why do you think I that? think they'll I think their record regular season record will be better. Oh, you think they'll be better next year? Okay. Uh yeah. All so right. And I think the, yeah, I don't think, I don't think the Bills will be. I don't think the AFC champions' record will be better than their record as an AFC West champion. Okay, there we go. NFL zigger zag every Wednesday. Normally at six forty-five, but today we had a ticker at six thirty, so we pushed it back a little bit. Uh, it is seven forty-seven. Dirt and Sprague back with more on the fan. All right, welcome back in. We'll get into some NBA stuff coming up. Uh, I wanted to get to this, so there's a vote for the. College football playoff, the 5-plus-7 model. Washington State, Oregon State obviously want – they prefer that because they want to continue to have a seat at the table. I think they should have one. Uh, Adam Rittenberg earlier said that he thinks that's the model they're going to vote and approve on. There's also a piece from Ross Dellinger about college football playoffs future and our beloved NCAA tournament. Swag, I thought this was interesting from Brett Yormark, the commissioner of the Big 12, who continues to go – We're the basketball power here. March is around the corner. 
We're all going to gear up, get ready, and act like we watched any of those teams play and tell you how smart we are because we picked this team to upset that team, yada, yada, yada. Your mark said this in the Ross Dellinger piece on Yahoo, quote, I want to see the best teams competing for a national championship no different than the Big Ten and SEC want to see in football. I'm not sure that is currently happening, end quote. He wants to expand the NCAA tournament from where it is now at 68 teams. Do you buy his, we're not seeing the best teams compete? I'd love to hear the logic of how is that a deal? How is the Big 12 not getting their best teams in the tournament? Why do, are we expanding this thing? Um, maybe if you, you'd have to cut back on the regular season at that point. I don't know what, I mean, you're playing 31 games. So unless you change the, I don't know why he thinks the best teams aren't, I mean, who after, who after team 12, 15, 16 really has a legitimate shot at winning the whole thing? Well, according to your mark, a lot. They need to re-examine this. Uh, they, they are looking at expanding the field of the tournament. I didn't like when they went to 68 to do these dumb play-in games that you somehow like get to, but you can't count as attorney season. I, or you can. I don't. I don't even know how you quantify that. But I think it's already too much, and they want to go further because your mark thinks the Big Twelve should get ninety percent of their conference in. No, I, I, I think if you can't win, I, I would like to go to a model where you have to be five hundred or better in your conference to get in. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. To even be considered. I, I think there's too many good teams from mid-major conferences that get left out. Um, so if you expand it, I if you expand, I don't want to see the 10th and 11th teams from the Big 12 get in. Really? No. How dare you? Are you not watching the 10th and 11th teams in the Big 12? They're powerhouses. No, they're not. No, those are teams that can win the national title. Don't you know? Brett Yormark said so. Stop it. Go away. What number is it going to get to eventually? Is it going to get to a dumb number? I don't know. Is it going to get to the that's 90s? More, well, that's more about, that's really more about the TV partners than anything else because how do you structure it at that point? Wouldn't it water it down? Doesn't it I eventually think it would get water it down. down? significantly i mean you get rid of the first four so basically what you would do and if they went to what's the next number it's like 96 or something like that it's been a number floated, so your 96. top eight seeds in each each region get a buy so you would um you'd add eight more teams so there'd be 2014 brackets in each region uh and so you would have eight playing nine so it'd be that so you would basically your first and second round sites would now start on Tuesday. You'd have three games over the course of a week. I mean, I can totally see it from a fan standpoint where we're talking about this out loud and you just say it starts on Tuesday, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm already not going to work Thursday, Friday, so you're basically yeah. going to you're gonna lean me into a full week off of work. I might be in on that. Uh, I don't know if that makes the product better, but I can certainly no, see the... No, it's more about how much more money can they extract from... You know CBS if they and Turner if they stay on as the tournament partners. I know it's it's all about capitalism, yay money. I just I at what point do leaders say the product's good enough? 
I don't know. Versus making it worse by yeah. having the 11th team in a conference make it with a sub-500 conference Well, this record. is the issue that we had that that I wonder about moving forward, which is at, at what point does, you know, how viable is a 20-team conference? Like, how does that... In football, it feels dumb. You're never going to play most of those teams. You can't play everybody. Teams. So in the other ones, okay, you play everybody once. Yeah. I don't want to see it be unbalanced. I think that's well, it already is unbalanced. We're already in it. But if an you get to the point, world. so if you have eighteen to twenty teams in some big superpower conference, okay, play everybody once and you alternate home and road every year. I think that I think the conferences will back off because I think Duke and Carolina there's like, no, we want to play each other twice every season. That's you know, for history sake and all that sort of stuff. Um, rivalries feel like they get preserved more than the others. True. Like North Carolina Duke is a kind of a mandate yeah. for the ACC versus like North Carolina playing fill in the blank team. Not as, not as vital this year as yeah. having them. Oh, they'll have, them I don't, year. I don't know if you're what more you're going to get. I don't know. I, I think this is an awful idea. I don't want to see the 13th and 14th and 15th teams from the big 10 in the tournament. I, if you yeah. can't finish 500 or better in your conference, you, you, you know what you do? Stop it. Go away. It's kind of the expansion, like 16 teams in college football swag. In a way you're kind of doing this to basketball. If you were to expand it, you you make and I would argue it already is, but you're making the regular season of college basketball kind of irrelevant. At that point, who cares? Yeah. Like, oh, they finished tenth, so they'll get in the tournament. They're in the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve is a powerhouse. There has to be. There has to be. Yeah, you you play your conference regular season schedule for a reason. See, that's I would rather see third and fourth place teams from high mid major conferences have a crack at it. I think that would be more entertaining. You'd rather have the Cinderella stories have more of a chance. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if they'll go for that. But, but that, I don't think that they would do that because the way the net rating is and no. all the power rankings and all that crap, it just, yeah, it's loaded for those conferences. Those your mark feelings are about excluding more mid-majors than they are including It's about them. guaranteeing revenue for your conference, and it's not about competition. And that's that was kind of my question. And if he's saying it's about competition, he's full of crap. Well, he's a commissioner for a conference. Of course he's full of crap, but that was kind of my point. To Rittenberg is, yeah, it's growing. They're getting more viewers, but is the expansion and everything that's happening, does that make it good for the sport? I think in the same way, you could be asking this as well. Uh, side note, by the way, Klievkov finally getting canned. They had to get through their legal battles, but they're finally firing that dude. I mean, no surprise, but... Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, there's really no point in having... Let a, me ask you this. A commissioner, it's pretty much... No, it's Kirk Schultz. Is, yeah, and Barnes. And or uh, who's ever running Oregon State. But no, I, I, I think I, it's Chun and Barnes that are running it. And then I disagree with you. I think Washington State, Oregon State's just falling around like a puppy and they're just doing what they want to do. Um, let me ask you this. Would you would you take the buyout Klievkov's gonna get, but you have to have the reputation of George Klievkov in the history books of college football? Yeah, because I think I've done enough other things in other venues where I was like, yeah, I tried it, and I think he can spin it off as, you know, things were conspired against me. Yeah, but I, you're not telling everybody that has the opinion on you that. You're no, walking around. Well, going, the That's question the is, does he want to get back into the sports world, or does he go back into some more other general entertainment? If he's just going back into entertainment or something like that, I don't think it's that big a deal. If he wants to stay in the world of sports, then it's a bigger issue. 
Uh, loaded final hour of the show. We've got Statter Story at 8.15. We kick it off. Is this guy going to come back to haunt the rest of us and how the landscape of it is sitting right now? Hour number three, Dirt and Sprague on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 